Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team, every day. And I have a special guest on here, a soon-to-be sponsor of the Locked On Astros podcast, Paul Valdez, all the way from California, amongst all the Dodgers fans. How are you doing, and where can they find you on Twitter? Hey, how you doing, Eric? Thank you for having me. Um, you can find me at Paul Valadez fifteen on Twitter, and that's pretty much the only social media account <laughs> that I have. <laughs> um, but I'm doing great, man. Doing great all the way from California. Love it. All righty, go ahead. No, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Brett uh, had something come up, so uh, he couldn't do the podcast tonight, but he covered for me earlier in this week. So I'm like, yeah, I got this. I got this, Brett. So even though it's my birthday, I, I don't care taking uh, 20 minutes out of it to go and do a podcast. And I thought this would be a good time to get you on. That way we can hear about what it's like to live in L.A. as an Astros fan. And guys, if you want to hear more podcasts like this, you can get Locked on Astros on Podcast and App Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if uh, when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play the podcast, Locked on Astros. All right, so... Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I was about to say, yeah, man. You find it, I, I drive the mean streets of traffic on the freeway of California, and I've always listened to Locked on Astros, and... It's always got me by some good, you can, you know, California, um, to get five miles away from here will probably take you about like a, a, a half an hour to about an hour away. So it's, it's so that locked on Astros pretty much kicks in and, you know, makes the drive a little easier. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you, that they don't have a lot of Astros talk out there, except for maybe the negative and uh, type of talk. So... <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, man. It's 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 nuts out here sometimes when it comes to that. So I've got to ask you, I know you probably have a lot of friends who are Dodgers fans and maybe even some people that work at the brewery you work at. Um, they're Dodgers fans. They got their World Series finally. Um, are they going to let what happened in 2017 go or are fans still going to be spiteful? Um, you know what? They're not going to let it go, honestly. Because you got guys like me who actually say, and, and you know what, I'm probably going to get a lot of flack from Astro fans out there is, but I honestly say the 2017 World Series was a Dodgers World Series to win. But since they couldn't play baseball and left bases loaded, not once, twice, and left 10 men in scoring position, that's the reason why they failed and they did not win the World Series. Good to us, the Houston Astros fans and the Houston Astros. Um, but I rub it in their faces all the time, regardless of cheating, whatever they want to throw at me. I throw it back in their faces. You guys choked. That's the reason why you guys did not win a World Series. And I say it proudly, and they look at me like, Ugh, but they know it's the truth. It's not just 2017. You're looking at 2000, 2016, 2015. But they've been choking for years, and 
luckily Kershaw didn't have a full season to go by, so he was able to uh, <laughs> perform in the World Series, perform in the postseason. So they were like, October Kershaw is back, and I'm looking at Ken Rosenthal, Joe Buck. I'm like, you guys are horrible. He didn't have a full season to play, and they didn't use him like a mule they usually do. And then by the time October comes, he's he's garbage. And they're all praising him and Stephen A. Smith. And I'm just like, you guys are garbage. You guys don't even know baseball. Just stick to what you know. And that's about it, man. <laughs> well, I know that I know that in the 2019 uh, playoffs, it seemed like Justin Verlander wore down a little bit. Uh, maybe had something to do with the elbow. But I know that he was used a lot that year. And even yeah. when he should have been kind of in shutdown mode at the end of the season, he was battling with Garrett Cole for the Cy Young Award. And so A.J. Hinch kept on running them out there. And uh, it, it, it just – I think it caught up with him. I think that's what we saw this year where he only pitched one game and then uh, he had to be shut down for um, – Tommy John surgery, which Chandler Rome was right, and but the Astros yeah. were trying to delay what happened, so it it's it was a weird year, and uh, before I I don't want to move away from Dodgers yet. What was the reaction around LA when uh, Mike Fires came out? That Mike Fires article um, from the Athletic. What did people start saying to you? Oh man, dude! I remember like that day, like the back of my hand, because my phone did not stop going off that day. Um, it was it was bad. People were chanting cheaters all of all over LA. Um, LA news media was just blowing up on it. I even went down to a, a spot where I knew one of the sport uh, sports anchors was um, telecasting at, and I got in an argument with him. And um, but he didn't air that though. He only aired uh, aired the the Dodger grievances. He didn't air our argument between each other. We that's a whole different subject. But um, honestly, it was bad. Um, I even had my ten um, year old nephew get uh, approached at school from parents. Uh, my sister went to pick him up, and they because he he's a, he's a proud Astro fan because you know it's in the family. We're all from Houston. We're all living in California. And um, he he even got some slack for it. Uh, my wife got some slack for it um, for wearing a hat, and they just told her like, "Oh, you're you're really brave to wear that hat, you know, because they're cheaters." Um, me, not so much. Um, um, I just got my friends kind of Joan, um, kind of like making fun of me, um, you know, <laughs> you, just kind of telling me, you know, like. Oh man, I was gonna do something right now, but the Astros um, beat me to it, or they stole this, they stole that, or you know what? Hey, Paul, do you got a trash can I can borrow because we want to go to um, Dodger Stadium and um, and go still and win a World Series that way? And I was just like, man, I was like, there, it was just a lot going at me, and um, it's still to this day. Um, even this last year, um, people were coming out to me and like, oh, this is Dodger country. I go, that's fine. I'm from Houston, so. I don't care. And I kept on walking. Um, 2019, um, same thing. They're like, oh, you can't win a World Series without without um, banging a trash can. I, you know, the, I was like, dude, like, uh, people started referring to that. And I was just like, oh, man. I was like, this. it was bad, man. Um, but needless to say, got through it. Still here to this day. People are still going to open their mouths. But 
uh, what can I say? They're they're Dodger fans. Um, I always say LA fans are fickle. Um, they're only they're only as good as what you're going to do for me today. Because even LeBron, they hated LeBron when he came to LA. Um, the, he uh, the guy the same guy that painted um, the what's his what's his face? I forgot his name uh, from Boston, the reliever. Um, oh, I can't think of it right now. Joe Kelly. Uh, Joe Kelly, the guy that did the Joe Kelly, he did a mural for Kobe. He did all the guys, and he had LeBron in the middle, um, looking up to them. And somebody defaced it; they pour white paint all over it. And so that's why I was like, but now they're all cheering for, they're all cheering for um, LeBron. Like, oh, he's the best thing ever. I was like, man, just a year ago, you guys defaced his mural, and you guys wanted him traded. I go now, all of a sudden, you guys, you guys cheer for him, <laughs> but. Uh, same thing with Dodger fans. They, you know what? They hate the Astros, but yet Mookie and Joe Kelly and Price are cool because you know they're on our team. They help us win. They're going to help us win a World Series, but they they tend to forget the fact that that team cheated against them. But you know, but what's good for us is that's all we. Ma- that's all that matters. You know, uh, I'm pretty pretty vocal against the Dodgers, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you should just remind them. Well. Uh, the Dodgers in 2017 choked because they started you Darvish twice after that. I mean, that not twice, but in the series after that game two, a bad start. So uh, you can always look at that because they after you Darvish left that game seven, it was basically over. Then Charlie freaking Morton came in to save the day. So that's all under the bridge. I think the Astros may have they cheated during the regular season. There's no way to deny that. Uh, if you listen to Ben Ryder's podcast, I know that he said that um, people still thought that they cheated by using other methods, the whistling, yeah. all that type stuff. But uh, you mentioned Joe Kelly. Yeah. How much crap did you get from Dodgers fans about what Joe Kelly did? Um, dude, you had people making um, T-shirts of his face on there. Um, they had memes going out. People were painted on the side of their buildings, and it was funny. And and the funny thing is, is um, some people started talking to me about, well, he called you guys all rats because, and he doesn't respect you. And I started laughing. I was like, you do know he got offered the same deal before he left Boston to come to L.A. So who's calling who a rat? And in a snitch, and he just stayed quiet. People just stayed quiet. They didn't know what to tell me. And it's just people who follow, you know, news headlines. But, man, people, like, I even had a friend of mine's wife get a a baby T-shirt for her baby and went around proud to show it, you know. I I went to a family party, and they were making baby faces at me, and I was just looking at all of them. That's the same face you guys were making when we won the World Series, huh? I guess you guys can return the favor now. And they were just like, all of them didn't know what to say, and they stopped right away. I was like, yeah, that's what I thought. All of you guys. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, 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 you know what? In, Astros are always going to, before we won the World Series, before the cheating scandal, Houston Astros were always the team that nobody liked for some reason. I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know. Even when we're losing under games, um, people did not like us when we were in the NL, they didn't like us. Um, it just, nobody liked the Houston Astros. 
And when we won the World Series and that, that team was just so – I love that team because that team just played baseball. They they had fun. They didn't care. Right. Um, there, there was an arrogance about them that it was because we're playing baseball. 2019's team – I would say it was more about the analytics. Oh man, the pressure to win a championship. A lot of the bats were dying. That's that's they just forgot what it was. Play the small ball. Do play what what, it, what we did to get there and win the win the game. Because I was actually at Game Seven, 2019, and I cried. I was like, I can't believe we're gonna get whooped in our own home stadium. Like we can win on the road, but we can't win at home. But you know what? Houston Astros are always going to be that team, you know, that everybody's against. Uh, did you go? Sorry, man. Did you go to any of the games in uh, L.A. during the World Series mm-hmm. in 2017? Oh man, I went to two of them. Um, I went to two of them, and I went to the one we won and Game Two. Then I, when we came back, I went to Game Six, and when we lost, I remember that I was like, where I was walking out and people were all cheering and telling us, we're going to tell me we're going to go down. There was another Houston fan in front of me. Um, he got a soda poured on him. And I was like, damn, man, I go, the guy paid thousands of dollars to be here and he gets a soda poured on him. I was like, man. So, but I was there. It was, the tension was pretty thick on that game, but game seven, we pulled it out. <laughs> yeah. One of my, uh, fellow season ticket holders um he's actually uh he's all over internet i'm not gonna bring up his name but he said he was over there and uh he witnessed somebody doing something so he talked to a fan dodgers fan and said stop doing it or something and then the dodgers fan just basically punched him and so it just it it just uh it was a different time back then i know mattress mac took a lot of people to game seven game six I'm sure that you probably, if you would have had the money, you would have gone back to Game Seven, uh, but uh, that that ticket was probably pretty expensive. I can imagine if, how much you spent for Game Six. Game Seven was probably um, a, out of control, but it doesn't matter. The Astros did win. I don't care if they tweet they tweeted. No, they cheated in 2017 during the the regular season. It's all about what they did in October and. There's no proof outside of the buzzer conspiracy and everything like that and the John Boy theories and all that. But I I think that as an Astros fan, we have to take that and just say that no matter what people say, they can't take the World Series away from us. But I know that's what your your city council wanted to do. So how much did you laugh when they came out with that? Uh, You know what? I I started laughing. I go, are you really going to do that? That's like, okay, so I I even argued this whole case with one of my friends because he was one of those guys that signed the petition. I was like, you guys doing that is horrible. I go, your 1988 Dodgers got caught on live TV for for substance on the ball. And they're like, well, how do we know? I go, and I told them, I go, how do I know that was an all season? Well, that's different. I go, that's still cheating. Do you have a better grip on the ball and make you throw better strikes and better control of it? I go, you're getting an advantage. So you're basically going to be striking out. So what's the difference? And they just looked at me like you're 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 an idiot. I can't believe you're comparing that to science stealing and all this. And I was like, all right. But when they did that, I started laughing more because I knew a lot of people who signed it. And when I confronted them on it, they're like, yeah, but 
we you know we want that's our title and i'm like you guys are horrible <laughs> yeah it was just weird and i'm it i think it was just maybe their way of uh just showing the displeasure to uh rob manfred and major league baseball but no matter what the astros did i think rob manfred handled this terrible especially with what we heard on the edge podcast with what jeff luno said about the um that there were some back backdoor deals basically to um they needed fall to find a fall guy and all that stuff but uh, this is a new regime, except for they still have the Astros still have Jim Crane, and so uh, we'll see what this new regime does. And uh, before we move on to uh, what you, what you think the Astros do this off season, I wanted to you mentioned earlier that you're not afraid to uh, wear your Astros gear in Pratt and uh, in LA. Is are most Astros fans in LA kind of like that? From my knowledge, no. I know they're proud. I'm probably going to get a lot of for this on, on a lot of Astro fans in LA, but a lot of them, I know a couple that are real diehards and we're from Houston that no matter what, they wear it proud. But other than that, I don't really see a lot because a lot of them still have the mentality of, well, I live in LA, so I'm still going to root. Um, I'm not. I'm not throwing shade at anybody. I'm gonna stick to all my teams, and no matter where I live, I'm not gonna be rooting for different, you know, different teams. Other than that, because you know, it's that's not my home. My home is it's still Spring, Texas. It's still good old Spring, Texas. So, but I rarely see it. Um, and the guys that I do see it are kind of like they're still kind of scared. They're still kind of like, well, you know, I don't know, I don't know. But then there's some that. That you, if they see another guy, they're proud. They're like, okay, I'm not the only one there. I remember when we won the World Series Game 7, uh, my brewery, which is now a sponsor of the Locked On Astros podcast, um, we had an event in the bar, and I'm talking in the heart. Like, Dodger Stadium was only, like, three blocks away from me. And I walked in full Astros gear, and the owner even got on the microphone because he knows who I am and told the whole bar, like, no one is allowed to give me crap no one's allowed to say anything to me and if he finds out anybody's saying anything to me you're <laughs> kicked out of you're kicked out of his bar because and he told him on the microphone he is really from houston and a legit fan so leave him alone but when we won the world series i got on the mic and rubbed it in all their faces man i was and my wife was with me she even looked at me like we're gonna get killed stop it and i'm like i don't care I'm going down. I'm taking at least three of them with me, <laughs> but it, it's, you know, but that day I, I didn't see any, I seen a couple of guys root after we won the world series, but when during the game, they weren't rooting, they weren't clapping, they weren't doing anything until after we won the game. Then all of a sudden they were popping up like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, where were you getting in second inning when we're taking this lead? Where were you then? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh, so um no time to think where does george springer sign you know what if i love george i remember when he got when he came to the team and all he's done for the team i think he's gonna go to new york mets um it makes it makes a lot of sense for him because um the new owner is not is not scared to spend money he's willing to pay whatever it takes to make it happen and I was George and I'm ready to secure, uh, make it secure for my family's future. That's the best bet to go. Um, and I would go there and make it happen. 
So I know that the Astros avoided arbitration with Carlos Cray yesterday among with uh, Lance McCullers and also Ledman Zias. Do you think the Astros will go above and beyond to go ahead and bring back Carlos Correa on the long-term deal? I think they will because he actually is the future. And when Jeff Luna was the GM, he looked at Carlos Correa as the future. Like, this is, this is the guy who we wanted. Uh, with George Springer, Jeff Luna was all about Kyle Tucker. He knew he was going to get, he knew he was going to let George, uh, George go because he was ready. He's, he wanted Kyle to get ready. And last year, Kyle didn't come up last year. Kyle didn't do very much, but this year he showed like, Hey, I'm willing to step up. And that's the whole reason why he was there and he's bred for and they stuck by him. So, but Carlos has always been Jim Crane, Jeff Luna's guy that that's going to be the future and he's young. So I think they're going to make it big for him. It's just amazing how uh, people are like, Oh, Carlos Correa can't stay healthy. Oh, he gets kicked by or whatever happened with his ribs. And, and then all of a sudden he, he uh, comes out and supports his team, basically backs him up and said, basically tells the league to shut up and let's just play baseball. And I know that's what kind of irritated Joe Kelly. Um, that's why he called him, uh, the B word and all that. So it just, I think that Carlos Correa took a step up this year and he became that leader. I know Jose Altuve is technically the team leader, but I think Altuve was not mentally all the way back this year. I think that he struggled with his confidence. Uh, you can tell that with his lack of uh, his uh, throwing errors and everything. But I think that off season with of just like reflection, I think we'll see Jose Altuve return to form. And Alex Bregman, we got to get him to uh, full capacity too. So um, looking back at the 2020 season, I know it was only 60 games. The Astros finished with a losing record, second team technically in Major League history to do that. Uh, yeah. Which player are you the most worried about? Was like that was who he actually is at this point? Miles Straw. That... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I set myself my... up for that one. <laughs> Yeah, well, honestly, Miles Straw was a guy that I thought um, who he is. Um, I knew coming in, I knew there was kind of hope for him. But looking at him and looking how he didn't step up and how he kind of he kind of choked when it, when the team needed him, especially that skid where we're I don't what did we do lose like seven in a row, eight in a row? Yeah, something. Like um, that. Yeah, he he didn't step up, especially when the guys were hurt and. Um, I, I think he, he, he just stuck himself in the foot, especially on a short season where it's pretty much all out or nothing. Um, yeah, man, I, that's the guy I would next year, I would think about letting go. Um, so are fans across baseball still going to boo the Astros? Oh yeah. It's never going to end. Like I told you for many, many years, the Astros have been the most hated team in in um in MLB um right. after the 2017 World Series that just solidified us as more of the more hatred it, we were hated so bad when Jim Crane bought the team um the Dodgers um who else is in that NL West um Arizona San Francisco they all powwowed and they told they told uh, Bud Selig if he wants to buy the team then they need to go to the AL 
and and that's and that that was a whole deal. So that goes to show you how much people hate us. They're like, get them out of our league and switch them over there. <laughs> well, ironically, that helped the Astros because I think that gave um, people like George Springer, or Jose Altuve, a chance to rest. And the fact that they didn't have a Nelson Cruz or somebody that's gonna tie up the DH spot, but that's probably going to be Jordan Alvarez now uh, once he returns. I'm sure he's going to have some time in the outfield. But um, let's go and take a second and talk about your brewery. Is it... Uh, I've got to know, I don't know if you're one of the originators, but where did the um, belching beaver <laughs> come from? <laughs> that's hilarious, by the way. Uh, well, we are... Uh, well, I represent Belching Beaver Brewery for a brewery based out of Oceanside, California, San Diego. Um, we're probably about... A good, like 20 minutes from Camp Pendleton and Marine Corps Base out in San Diego. Um, it all started with our owners coming up with a name that they felt that nobody will, no corporate, no corporate will want to buy without taking some backlash okay. with, for the name. So, um, they all sat at a poker table and, you know, and <laughs> just decided, you know what? let's do this let's go all in and this is our name and let's keep it going and now we just turned seven years old and we're just rocking and rolling like there's no other and we went from being a small brewery out in southern california to now we're in hawaii japan mexico korea china um england tennessee um Nebraska, Wisconsin, all the West Coast, Nevada. Now um, we're getting into Texas, we're my my home state, my love. Um, so we're getting ready to launch in Texas. We're going to be bringing a lot of our beers. Um, one of our beers is a, a collab we do with the band The Deftones called Phantom Bride. We are known for our peanut butter milk stout, which is pretty much a Reese's Pieces with alcohol. Very good, man. I marinate my meat with it. I do beer floats with it. I do all kinds of stuff with it, man. Um, we're going to come out with our miso honey blonde. Um, it's um, our, a lot of people laugh. They're like, miso honey? I'm like, yeah, it's miso honey, but it's blonde. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have a beer called Here Comes Mongo, um, based off of the old, the old label. It used to be based off of I don't know if everybody remembers Blazing Saddles. Here comes Mongo. Um, so yeah. the beaver, the beaver had a, a little um, uh, hat on with his vest and holding a mango and a beer. So, um, but yeah, man, um, the brewery is is good. We're people thought we're a gimmick because of the name, but now we are a force to kind of be reckoned with. A lot of we're throwing a lot of people off that only gave us a a few years of surviving to now. We are one of the we're, we're getting up there. We're, let's just say we're, we're doing very well for ourselves. Um, please tell me that you're not going to be doing any type of trash can uh, beer type of uh, gimmicks. Once you come to te <laughs> Texas, <or something. laughs> you know what? It was tossed around, you know, it was tossed around, but I was like, I go, you bring that there. They're going to, they're going to crucify you and not drink the beer. They're like, okay, we'll leave that alone. We'll leave that alone. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah sometimes yeah, you just gotta leave it alone and not it's not worth it and i think that's what you, uh, they're decide they're they figured out there yeah they, they and you know what it's funny because um 
uh, while we're talking and uh, I was letting them know, like, oh, there's two things a lot of Texans say. They're like, enjoy the uh, enjoy the, uh, the break on the taxes and don't bring that blue stuff over here. And they just looked at me like, what do you mean? I go, you'll find out when you go to Texas. And they came back and they're like, yeah, let's not take that over there. And I was like, exactly. So don't take that trash can over there. <laughs> yeah, and something else that um... – that people from Houston especially don't like is um, Houston, we have a problem. And uh, I, I know that we heard that a lot over the years uh, whenever the Astros are struggling, but I think the Astros are a team that still could be good for a few more years. What they do this off season is going to really decide the next uh, three to four, uh, three to seven years, because I think that uh, James click has got to show what type of GM he is. We already know that he's not going to be one of those guys that wants to go to arbitration and all that. So hopefully we'll see some good things. So do you have any final thoughts, Paul Valdez, about the Astros or anything else? Well, I don't want to be the guy that goes against you, but I honestly do believe that we are not going to really make big moves this this offseason because we do have a lot of money tied up in a couple contracts. So. Um, I kind of figured we only have a couple more years and that's it. Um, too many teams around us are getting, are getting good. Like they, they, but the funny thing is they all looked at how the Astros did it and they mimicked what we did, but yet we're the most hated team out there, <laughs> but that's what, you know, but I, I'm happy to be a, a part of the lockdown Astros. The brewery is very excited to be a part of, a part of lockdown Astros. Um, and you know what? I, I didn't tell you earlier. Um, you know, happy birthday to you. And uh, we look forward to working with you guys. And I look forward to hearing more and more episodes with you guys. And um, I'm sorry, Brett, could be on board, but you guys are you guys are amazing. I, I really enjoy it. And you make my my commute less aggravating. <laughs> let's just say. Alrighty, so that's awesome, and uh, thank y'all for listening to Locked On Astros podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, and don't forget to go check on the Locked On MLB prospects because for some odd reason they had Mike Fires on a few weeks ago to talk about his side of the story, but uh, he's not a prospect anymore or even a good pitcher. So we'll just leave it at that, and uh, thank you for listening to Locked On Astros, and we'll see you tomorrow. When everyone's on the same page. Getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.